They say the journey of a thousand miles begins in one step. Watch me two step, double jump the line. Don't care who's next, sun will only shine if you let it. Uh, second place is still considered winning, don't forget it. Uh, look at all the paths that I chose. Look at how I rose. Slam, slam, dunk like D Rose. Slam it on my foes. I put one foot up, up on the moon. Uh, next step coming soon. Uh, magic in their face. The journey continues. Uh, journey continues. Journey continues. Journey continues. Welcome back. I'm so glad you came back because I did not expect the turnout for last week's episodes. I definitely was not very proud of the first episode that went out on Monday, but it was an old one, like I said. So I'm so happy that you guys are back here at the Human Journey Podcast with me, Phelan Oliver. Uh, let's just hop right on in to the episode this week. And um, first, we start off with the highlights. Highlights for this week for me, I got to DJ at Freehouse downtown. That was fun for Oktoberfest. So I <laughs> found some suspenders and put them on. And then I got to celebrate my niece's seventh birthday, which was really fun. Happy birthday, Amia. Um, I got to meet with the owner of Ray the wellness brand that I was talking about on my Instagram and I've been trying those products and I really really like them but yeah and then last week I released the first nourishment segment episode and it was with my friend Marissa and it was so well received and I really appreciate that I really appreciate everyone sharing that interview and I, like I said I'm really proud of these and I'm excited for you guys to hear the next one so before we ease on down the road make sure to email in your questions comments concerns to humanjourneypod at gmail.com and make sure you review this podcast on iTunes if you listen to it from Apple please make sure to review the podcast and let's ease on down the road <laughs> This week's Ease On Down the Road, I watched Someone Great on Netflix. This movie I watched maybe six or seven times. I love it that much. So I came up with a new process for Ease On Down the Road to make this a little bit more smooth and to make my thoughts cohesive and to make this not so long. So I have a sheet that I fill out while I watch this movie and I'm going to go over something. So the summary about Someone Great is basically the movie is about all the emotions that we deal with when we have heartbreak we have hate love laughter pain and it's also about what true friendship looks like and how your girls will always be there for you your friends will always be there for you the movie was so so good I don't know the actress's names but I know one of them was in she's gotta have it and I loved that remake on Netflix that came out and she was really good in this movie someone great too my favorite part about the movie was the friendships and when they were singing dreaming of you and the bodega guy cussed them out that was hilarious Uh, the setting is in New York City some of the characters uh, Jenny she was the main character she got a promotion so she was moving to San Francisco and her boyfriend just thought it wasn't going to work out so he broke up with her and she was struggling with her heartbreak her friend Aaron which was the one from she's gotta have it Um, She's a lesbian. She's very blunt. She's kind of like me. She's just straight to the point. And she's scared to be vulnerable and to commit. Uh, Her friend Blair or Bad Blair. Bad Blair had fun in college. She and then she grew up and settled and had sex with Matt. 
Jenny's ex, not ex. And she, at the end, just kind of decides she wants to be a mix of Bad Blair and regular Blair. And then there's Nate, who's Jenny's ex. And then Matt, who's the guy that Jenny wanted to date in college, but he wasn't really feeling her. And he ended up hooking up with Blair at the end. So the movie's got a lot of twists and turns. It's a lot of fun. It's like real life. It, it was like watching me and my girlfriends. It was so much fun. The things I liked was the soundtrack. I loved Dynamite with uh, Secret. I love that song. Truth Hurts with Lizzo. Moon River with Frank Ocean. The soundtrack was just amazing. I also liked how grown they felt. It felt so real. It was nice places. They had good college friends. They were making good money and they were all having a lot of, uh, like a lot of fun, having a good time. Things I didn't like but at the same time I did like was that the fact that the reality of relationships can have you falling madly in love with somebody being madly in love and everything can still fall apart. So I truly felt the heartbreak. This movie was so good. If I had to give it a rating out of five stars, I would give it five out of five stars. I loved it that much. Um, yeah. And so next week's ease on down the road is Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. And that is also on Netflix. And I'm excited to talk about that one with you guys as well. All right. So you know what time it is. It's. Black Facts. So this week's Black Facts, we're talking about. The North Carolina couple who wed on May 13th, 1924, and they were recognized in the Guinness Book of World Records as the oldest living couple in 2008 with 84 years of marriage. This is Zell Myra and Herbert Fisher. They are a black couple. They have since passed away, but some of the tips that they gave for a long-lasting marriage was really cute. Just basically make your partner your best friend, have no regrets, and just have faith in one another and I think those are simple bits of advice that we can tend to forget and that's hard it's hard to practice patience it's hard to communicate but when you see relationships like this you know that it's possible and if you're into that sort of thing you know you can you can make it work some people are not into that thing but that is another topic for another episode and that is the end of black facts and we are going to take on our guilt trip. Yeah, you can leave on the back door. I know that you conscious won't leave you alone. Guilt trip you all the way home. Guilt trip you all the way home. Hey, girl. Hey. How are you holding up? Not so well. I can't eat or sleep. I've been crying for three days straight. Oh, that's okay, boo. It's okay to cry. It's actually a good thing. It feels like I'm withdrawing from drugs. It hurts so bad. My heart hurts. It literally feels oh, like it's baby. breaking. I'm so sorry you're going through this. I know how this feels. It'll get better, I promise. You're mourning. This is a loss for you. You two were together for three years. There's just so much pain, though. Well, is it okay if I do my thing? Please. I really need a distraction. Okay. Well, in 2011, a study was published in the Journal of Psychology, and according to them, bereavement is actually quite painful. 
Some older couples die of what they call broken heart syndrome when their significant other passes away. What? Not to scare you. That's the extreme. Others suffer from insomnia, intrusive thoughts, and even a weakened immune system. So my partner breaks up with me and I'm the one going to get the flu? Great. And don't be so dramatic. To break it down, high stress levels can weaken your immune system and your body won't be strong enough to fight back. Not that deep. So what do I do? Well, a new study was just recently conducted by the Journal of Experimental Psychology. The researchers found that 24 brokenhearted people between the ages of 20 and 37 who had been in long-term relationships for an average of two and a half years, all upset about the breakup and most still in love. They asked some to think about the negative things about their ex, some to accept the love they felt, and some to think positive things unrelated to the ex. Then they showed them a photo of their ex just like how pictures pop up on social media and measured their emotions using electrodes placed on their posterior of their scalp. What worked best? All three strategies significantly decreased people's emotional response to the photos. However, only people who looked at their lover in a negative light also had a decrease in feelings of love toward their ex. But these people also reported being in a worse mood than when they started, suggesting that these negative thoughts, although helpful for moving on, may be distressing immediately but makes you feel better in the long run. Thinking about the negative things really just pisses me off all over again. (laughs) Well, distraction made people feel better overall, but distraction isn't a real way to process emotions. It's just avoiding them. So although that may help short-term, long-term, you may still be in love with your ex. I don't need that. (laughs) What am I going to do? There's no right answer for that. To get over an ex, it's going to be a constant regulation of your emotions. It's not like a light switch. You'll have to let it slowly wear off. What works for some may not work for everyone. I have to write everything out that I didn't like about them. It hurts, but it reminds me of why I don't need to be with them. Then I let myself think of the positive memories eventually. And once I forgive them, I can send them light and love. For now, I think you should just keep doing what you're doing, talking to your friends and family and letting yourself feel your emotions. I can come over sometime this week with some wine and ice cream. Please, I really would love that. I can't believe you do that for me. Of course, I love you. And I will always be there for you. Isn't it miserable going through breakups? I have never had a good experience. I think we can all relate in the heartbreak of a breakup, especially some of your biggest or first breakups can be the hardest. But you know what? Not all who wander are lost. And let's talk about wellness and move on over to not all who wander are lost. Not all those who wander are lost. Sometimes you can feel lost after a breakup, though. So I'm going to go over some things you can do to get through the breakup because the feelings aren't going to go away. You know that you know you have to deal with them. You can't just brush them under a rug. You have to actually acknowledge your feelings. Otherwise, they'll just keep repeating themselves over and over, whether it be in form of human or form of emotions. You got to get through it. So first thing you do when you go through a breakup, what do you do? You change the bed sheets. Matter of fact, if you can't throw the whole bed away. Throw the whole bed away. Change the bed sheets because why would you want to sleep in a bed that smells like someone else or that reminds you, the sheets remind you of someone else? No. And I truly believe energy can be stored in mattresses. 
Next, block, block, block. Sometimes it's hard to block someone because you want to watch what's going on and you want to see if they're as miserable as you feel, but it's totally not worth it. It'll drive you crazy. You cannot watch them live their lives out, especially on social media, because most of the time it's not even real. Next, I would say you need to cry hard. Crying is a good way to release pain. When humans cry in response to stress, their tears contain a number of stress hormones and other chemicals. Shedding tears can also release endorphins and oxytocin. As well as relieving pain, oxytocin and endorphins can help improve your mood. So make sure you get all of those feelings out. Don't try to hold it in. Next is do not contact them for 30 days. What? 30 days? 30 days. Don't do it for 30 days. No texts, no calls, no emojis, no carrier doves, no contact. Jumping straight from a relationship to friendship is a shock to the system and can lead to a fallout. It can be accidental hookups, sudden fights, spontaneous crying fits. I'm sure you've been there. Leaving notes on the hood of a car, you know, just doing things that are outside of your character. Give yourself some distance to sort out how you feel and try to figure out whether the friendship could actually work. Do something that your ex hated doing. If they hated going on roller coasters and you love roller coasters, go to a theme park. Another thing you can do is exercise. Put your pain into something productive. Nothing like feeling yourself after a breakup, okay? Get your body together. Look the way you want to. Feel healthy. You don't have to go to the gym to work out. Running is free. Whatever it takes to get those mood-boosting endorphins pumping. Next is post a fire-ass profile picture, okay? Look, you don't need to do it to get back at him, but just show a little leg, get some attention. Wanting attention is normal. It's a healthy human desire, okay? This goes along with the crying it out. Make yourself a breakup playlist, an uplifting one. It's really hard to listen to songs that remind you of your ex, even when it's one of your favorites. I know I will avoid a song for a very long time. So make an uplifting playlist to listen in your car on your way to work while you make dinner so that songs that remind you of them don't just pop up on you spontaneously and have you crying in the bathroom. Or you can go on Apple Music or Spotify and add the Human Journey Breakup playlist that I created for this episode. It's got a mix of some songs that'll make you feel good and also some songs that may make you feel your emotions. And that's me. I love listening to songs that'll make me cry and then for listen to that song on repeat until I feel okay. And then moving on to a song that'll make me be like, okay, and you know what? Fuck him. <laughs> but it's more of a don't listen and drive playlist because you really don't want to be crying in on the highway. I just don't recommend it. My next tip for you is spend some time around pets. Go to a friend's house, dog sit, walk a dog, spend time with your own pets. Go volunteer at an animal shelter, but do not adopt or get an animal. You're not in a place to be able to take care of another soul if you don't already have one. Plus, you need to be focusing on yourself. Don't do that to an animal. Just adopt them and then, you know, not spend the quality time that they need with you. Have yourself a girl's guy's friend's night out. Those are always fun distractions, and I know I always have the best laughs with my girlfriends. You can go on a trip. You can go solo dolo. But if you feel uncomfortable doing that, go with one good friend that's into the same things you're into, and don't hook up with them. I'm just saying. And don't hook up with anyone. Just focus on you and focus on this travel. You want to sit inside your house sometimes and do nothing as well. This is probably the best thing you could do. If you live together, your body needs time to adjust being in your house alone. 
binge Netflix shows, listen to previous episodes of this podcast, grab a pizza and lay around. Being with yourself can be uncomfortable at first, but then it becomes addicting. Do something outside of your comfort zone. Everyone's comfort zone is different. So this could mean anything from going to a networking event to skydiving. Make a new fun memory for yourself and prove to yourself that fear doesn't define you. Read a good book. Whenever I recommend books, they're always self-help books because that's my favorite genre or biography. But I'm really not a fiction chick, but there are book clubs you can join and apps where you can download free ebooks and audiobooks. One that I use is Libby, and I just need my library card number and I can download any audiobook or ebook, which is pretty cool. And you d- you can have it for like 20 days. Um, last few tips. Talk it out with your friends or therapists or family. You can sometimes feel like a psycho after a breakup. I mean, I have gone psycho after breakups a few times. But real friends understand what you're going through and it shouldn't be a bother for you to vent about this for up to about 30 days, okay? After that, you should probably see a therapist because humans can only handle so much and your friends and family have a lot going on themselves. And I'm not saying that you're burdening them, but I'm just saying, like, give them a break. When you're going through something like that, it can really weigh heavy on you, but not only on you, it can take a toll on your friends and family as well because they don't want to see you in that much pain. And it feels like maybe this is the most important topic at the time, but it can become exhausting. So, you know, just be considerate, get yourself a therapist if it's lasting for more than 30 days where you need to talk about this every single day. And seeing a professional once a week where you can pay them to listen to you always makes you feel better appreciate the positive things okay practice gratitude filling your mind with things that you have to be grateful for can take time it takes practice it takes effort but energy put towards something positive rather than negative thoughts always leads you to the better path and last but not least forgive send the light and love and move on i mean after my breakup i watched eat pray love on repeat uh probably 10 weeks in a row (laughs) I even bought the movie I was watching it that much in the movie there's a moment where she's letting go of her past and forgiving her husband for leaving and in this imaginary scene she's slow dancing with him one more time and he says but what if I miss you and she says send me light and love and I do that every time I think of an ex every time I think of someone that I'm not even speaking to anymore whether it be friendly relationship or romantic relationship whatever the case familiar relationship If I think of someone and I have good memories and it makes me sad, I just send them light and love. And I want nothing but the best for for those people. And that is the end of Not All Who Wander Are Lost. Let's walk and talk. Walk with me. Talk with me. (laughs) Okay, so for this week's Walk and Talk, I went on Instagram and asked you guys a bunch of questions just looking for some answers, which I will continue to do. Now, I don't do this on my podcast page, which I probably should, but I do it on my regular personal page, which is at Phelan Oliver, if you want to follow me. And the question, the first question I asked for this week's topic was, what is your love language? Now, there are five love languages. There's physical touch, quality time, words of affirmation, um, acts of service, and gift giving. And a lot of you guys had the same one. A lot of you guys said quality time. And I think that's important for everyone is spending some quality time with with the person that you care about. I got physical touch from one person, words of affirmation and quality time, quality time, physical touch and quality time are pretty even quality time and words of affirmation, words of affirmation and quality time, quality time and acts of service. So if you don't know what that means, I'll go over it a little bit. Physical touch is obviously hugs, kisses, words of affirmation is you look beautiful today. Thank you for taking out the trash. 
quality time is obviously spending time with the person. Acts of service is doing nice things like doing the dishes for your spouse because you know they like that. Cleaning the bathroom, getting them groceries because they have to go to the grocery store after work. And then uh, obviously gift giving is getting someone gifts. And so a lot of you guys said quality time. I didn't get one gift giving, which I feel like people lie. People do like gifts. They just don't like to say that because they don't want to come off as materialistic. The next question I asked was how long should you date someone before you make it exclusive? And this one, I got some pretty, pretty interesting answers to. Um, one is a pain point for me. I like diving in, but often communication sounds like clinging. It isn't. And I think you're completely right. I think it often sounds like clinging because we don't know how to communicate. So most of us use emojis to express our emotions every day. And a lot of people don't know how to communicate their feelings in general, just because communicating your feelings is a top behavior. One of you said it depends on how y'all feel. Some people date once and get married. And I think that is true, but I also think that's an unhealthy choice. I don't think you should date somebody one time and get married. You don't really know the person, but that's just my opinion. You don't have to listen to me. Uh, one of y'all said a long time. I got at least six to nine months, depending on the relationship, but I think two to three months, three to six months. The link doesn't matter. It's whatever you feel comfortable with. I totally agree with you. Whatever feels right for your partnership. And unless it never feels right, then ask yourself why. And I agree with that as well. Sometimes relationships can never feel right. And then at that point, you have to you have to acknowledge those feelings, right? We're going. I feel like this whole episode is really about acknowledging your feelings in relationships, whether it be platonic or romantic or familiar. You have to acknowledge your feelings in any relationship. So that's it for Let's Walk and Talk. But like I said, we added a new segment called So We Just Gonna Act Like We Don't See That. And it's about climate change because I'm very passionate about climate change. So this week we're talking about plastic. 99% of plastic comes from fossil fuels. Currently, one of the most inexpensive ways to make plastic is through cracking. And when land is fracked to produce fossil fuels, ethane gas is produced as a byproduct. Cracking plants, also known as crackers, convert ethane to ethylene, which is used to make polyethylene plastic. Plastic production is projected to triple by 2050. This plastic binge threatens attempts to meet the Paris Climate Agreement. It means that by 2050, plastic will be responsible for 13% of the total carbon budget, equivalent to 615 coal-fired power plants. Um, The plastics industry would account for a whopping 15% of the total amount of carbon society can expel into the atmosphere. In a world where cars, planes, ships, electrical generation, cement making, and belching cows all contribute sizable carbon emissions, 15% from plastics is an oversized, if not ridiculous, contributor. But not all plastics are inherently bad. There's a list of good uses too long to list. They make cars lighter and more efficient, allow us to easily carry around technology, and are used to manufacture emergency medical equipment. Today, around 10% of plastics are recycled. So getting to 50% is pretty far-fetched, especially when one considers the recent stagnation in recycling. My point being is, if you're going to get coffee every morning, make sure you bring a tumbler with your metal straw. When you're at the grocery store, bring or buy reusable bags or ask for paper. If it's one item, don't use a bag at all. Just grab it. Stop buying water bottles. If you prefer purified water, install something in your sink or buy gallons because that's less plastic than the water bottles. Or buy a reusable water bottle. 
Those are the little things you can do to save our Mother Earth. And if you have any other suggestions on plastic or questions, you can email humanjourneypod at gmail.com or join our Instagram or Facebook community. We have reached journey's end. All right, we got to wrap this up, though. Okay. Wrap it up, then. Over there, too. Close it. Close it. Close it. Close it. All right, thanks for tuning in this week, guys. Uh, Like I said, I'm so appreciative of you all for listening. This week's journey's end is about loving thyself. And so I'm going to say it twice and then give you some time to say it in your head. Give you a moment of silence. I am deserving of love. I am whole on my own and enough. I am deserving of love. I'm whole on my own and enough. All right. Make sure you tune into Wednesday's segment episode called Nourishment. This week we have my friend Emily Rose debuting her interview. Um, and again, thank you for tuning in to Human Journey Podcast. I hope to see you again next week. Look at all the past that I chose. Look at how I rose. Slam, slam, dunk like D Rose. Slam it on my foes. I put one foot up up on the moon. Ah, next step coming soon. Ah, magic in their face. The journey continues. Ah, journey continues. Ah, j- journey continues. Ah, journey continues. Ah, journey continues. Ah, journey continues. Ah,